With COVID affecting so many industries, how can you navigate this new job landscape? With help from the future of work, an in-depth series airing all this week on 900 CHML. Welcome to Good Morning Hamilton on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin with you. This is the first of five consecutive days this week in which we will focus on the future of work. There are many question marks that people have, many things that employers and employees want to do. There are some roadblocks and challenges ahead, and this week we will examine all of those factors. We kick off our series examining how the pandemic has changed work. Today we discuss the rules and regulations that people who are going back to the physical workspace have to learn. Dean Jessavant is a vice president at Hayes Specialist Recruitment and will be joining us. Good morning, Rick. Yes, I'm here. Good morning, Dean. How are you? Very well, thanks. Today, how are you? I'm fantastic. What are some of the new realities that people who are returning to the workplace have to deal with? Um, well, I, I mean, I think the, the, the reality is that um, uh, I think the employees are facing is that we are very much in what we would call a hybrid work environment at the moment, whereby most employees are splitting their time between an office um, and, a, and, a, and a physical workspace. Um, and I think that the reality they're facing um, is that a lot of people just don't want to go back to, 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 to an office space and, and have been very productive working from home. So, so they're asking many questions to employers in that regard. One of the big questions is, can my employer force me to go back into the physical workspace? What's the answer? Well, the answer is, um, the answer is they, they could, um, but would be advised not, not to do so. Um, as I say, most, most employers in industries that um, uh, allow it to do so are adopting a hybrid workspace whereby they will do some, some time uh, within an office and some time at home. So, um, yeah, I think employers that are, um, if you like, um, as you mentioned, Rick, forcing um, employees to go back to the office, I think are going to find it extremely difficult to attract um, candidate um, and retain their current employees as well. To that end, uh, I think businesses that offer a more flexible work week or work schedule are just going to be more successful than those who don't. Well, yeah, I mean, I think there's been a lot of um, stats and facts around around um, productivity. So, so, and there's a big debate on it actually. But um, uh, most businesses in Canada, and, and obviously the economy is performing exceptionally well at the moment. Most businesses have been more productive adopting this this hybrid um, workspace. Um, some employees are more productive at home. Um, some employees are more productive in the office. I think the one thing to 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 note though as well is that. Um, you know, that there are factors such as um, culture, collaboration, 62% of Canadian employees across the board are maintaining that morale and company culture is a huge challenge in a remote environment. Now, the big challenge is uh, our mental health. We have to be more mindful than ever, I think, about our mental health. Is this the number one concern among both employees and employers? It's, it's the number one concern. Employee mental health has been a really big one for employers to navigate around, particularly in recent years. To give you an example, 30% of disability claims in Canada are related to mental health problems and mental illness. So employers ensuring their practices around that is important. The other one on the back of that is employee well-being. Um, top a priority for most employees and candidates looking for employment. So I think companies ensuring their benefits around well-being, for example, managing the balance between driving productivity and employee well-being is very important. So that work-life balance is going to be more important than ever before as well? Work-life balance, yeah, absolutely. And I'd say more specifically, 
Um, organizations trying to provide flexible solutions for uh, employees around policies. So we talked about earlier, a lot of companies are writing their return to work policies um, as we speak. And I think they're collating a lot of research. You know, one really good example is, um, you know, giving exemptions around policies. So uh, example being um, parents who might have to drop um, children off at school um, might need exemptions around days um, that they might need to go into the office or even hours that they may need to work. Dean, appreciate the time today. Thanks for kicking off our future work series in style. Thank you. Thanks so much, Rick. With COVID affecting so many industries, how can you navigate this new job landscape? With help from the Future of Work, an in-depth series airing all this week on 900 CHML. Now, joining us now is Jim Stanford. He's an economist, an author, and director of the Center for Future Work. Jim, good morning. How are you? I'm well, Rick. Thank you for having me. Uh, let's start with the millions, really probably billions of people who've been working from home over the last uh, 24 plus months. Uh, they were forced to quickly adapt to a new reality the pandemic brought. Many did so effectively. Others struggled. What are some of the things that come to mind when you think about the hurdles that these people have had to endure? Well, in Canada, uh, Rick, it's maybe about a third of the workforce who had the potential to shift their jobs to home when the pandemic hit. And this was a great thing. I mean, it was great for them. They could keep their jobs. They could keep their incomes. They didn't have to, you know, go out and brave getting COVID uh, at work or on the bus to work or, or whatever. Um, and it was good for the economy. It allowed a, a certain portion of the work to carry on in the economy, even through the worst of the, of the lockdowns. I think it is important to remember that that is still a minority of people, and it's a relatively lucky minority. Uh, by and large, it's office workers, professionals, managers, uh, people who had pretty good jobs to start with. They're the ones who were able to keep their work by moving at home during the pandemic. Uh, other people who do frontline work, whether that's in, say, healthcare and education and other public services, but also uh, think about restaurants, hospitality, retail, transportation, logistics. Those people had to be at their jobs. And so they were both more likely to lose work during the pandemic, but also um, be exposed to COVID when they did go to their jobs. So I think it's important to remember the work from home thing was not universal and the people who were able to do it were generally a bit luckier. On the other hand, there were some significant challenges associated with working from home. Uh, one of them, of course, uh, anyone who's got kids knows uh, trying to juggle kids with one hand and your laptop with the other uh, <laughs> is a pretty stressful situation, not prone to the best productivity. Uh, other issues, where where do you put your home office? I mean, honestly, think of the house housing prices in Ontario. Not many of us have got just a spare room sitting there that we can set up as an office. So we're kind of crowding our living uh, circumstances, uh, setting up on the kitchen counter, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, another issue, I think, is the time, time and hours of work. Uh, in many cases, uh, if you were working from home and the laptop was there, your employer probably thought, ah, oh, you know what, they're just at home anyway, I'll call them or email them at eight o'clock at night. Uh, so the whole issue of where does your work stop and your life begins got a bit more complicated. So those are some of the challenges. On the whole, most people seemed to like working from home and most people doing it would like to keep doing it at least some of the time. Our guest on Good Morning Hamilton on 900 CHML is Jim Stanford, economist, author, and director of the Center for Future Work. You can find out more online at centerforfuturework.ca. 
Now, for employees who've been working from home who are now starting to return to work full-time or, or maybe even using a, a hybrid approach, what challenges do they face? Yeah, it's going to be a bit of a, a culture shock, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, we kind of got used to uh, being in our little bubbles, uh, both for, obviously, health reasons. You know, it was uh, concerning to go out into into the world when you knew you could get sick there. Uh, but also social factors. You know, I think a lot of people, in a way, kind of lost some of the social skills about interacting with people and working in groups uh, and so on. So I think uh, we are going to have to recognize there's going to be a transition. Uh, I think there is a, a big issue, Rick, uh, about how that return to work occurs. Um, you know, I think legally, employers certainly have the right to tell their workers uh, it's time to come back to the office. Uh, um, you know, there may be cases where if you had a collective agreement that, that they might require some consultation or negotiation around that. But in most cases, I, I think the employer has the, the legal right to just do it. On the other hand, I think they've got to tread carefully because if people feel resentful or uh, scared about returning to work, uh, that's going to affect uh, morale and teamwork and productivity. Uh, so I think we've got to do this carefully and gradually. Um, I think a lot of workplaces are going to a kind of hybrid approach where you come in for a couple of days uh, a week and then you're still allowed to work at home some of the other days. That that may prove to be a, a long-lasting thing. Uh, ultimately, I do think uh, employers are going to want people back in the workplace. Uh, I think for most employers, not all, most employers think that's where they'll get the most uh, communication and cooperation within their office teams and also have a, a better chance to keep an eye on people and, and what they're doing. They're, they're working, not, you know, watching Netflix or having a good <laughs> afternoon nap. Yeah, that we don't want to have uh, any of that. Uh, also, now is probably a good time to have a conversation with your employer if you are, you know, hoping to stay at home at least for a couple or three days a week. Uh, Jim, we're plumb out of time. I really appreciate your time and your insight into this topic. Thank you very much, Rick. The pandemic changed many things in our lives, including how and where we work. As restrictions are lifted, can we go back to the way things were? Should we? 900 CHML examines the impact and its outcomes with our future of work. We'll help you navigate new opportunities within the local, ever-evolving job market and look at the future trends of the post-pandemic economy. Future of Work, an in-depth five-part series airing all this week. Hamilton's News, today's talk, 900 CHML.